Welcome back to season two, episode 18 of the Indotechno podcast. I'm Alan Hallowell, founder of Gizmo Advisors and venture partner at Alpha JWC Ventures. Now, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp are ubiquitous globally. Such is truly the case in Indonesia. Research conducted by PricewaterhouseCoopers and Indef revealed that 98% of Indonesians use at least one of Facebook's apps. Moreover, around 81% of respondents indicate that the apps have helped them to improve or learn a skill. While likely all of our listeners have multiple touch points with the Facebook platforms, what may be less known is Facebook's extensive outreach to Indonesian MSMEs, or micro, small, and medium-sized enterprises. We're very pleased to have Facebook Country Director Peter Lydian join us today to discuss the platform's broadening presence in Indonesia. Thanks for making the time to join us, Peter. Thank you for having me, Alan. Terima kasih. You're very welcome. Now, Peter, you've worked with the Indonesian operations of some of the best-known multinational names in the tech world. I notice you've spent seven and a half years with Dell, I think five years with Microsoft. What one or two things do multinational tech companies need to do in order to truly succeed in Indonesia, in your mind? Hmm. There are two paradigms. Number one, I think operating as global and local, or we can call it global. The second one is more into investment for the good of the countries where we operate. Let's go through the first one. Let's talk about the global first. I think it is important to recognize the uniqueness on how global company and local landscape operate at the same time. Combining these two will increase the chances of success. Now imagine this as bicycle wheels. It's like hub and spokes. If we talk about multinational tech companies operating at scale, driving efficiency from the robustness of the operation is something that multinational tech companies are doing very well. But if we take the local wisdom and perspective, local perspective often offers many insights from market to product fit, go through market models, partnership models, and government agenda. And this can't be ignored. Now, the key is having the willingness to integrate these two into both planning and execution phases. These two are equally crucial. And that will bring us into the second point, which is investment for the good of the country. Now, let's look into this. When multinational tech company invest in business in Indonesia, there's always expectations coming from multiple stakeholders, mainly addressing three points. Number one is, hey, help us to create more jobs for our people. Number two is, help us to increase education or sophistication level of our people, or people index, if you will, and help us to transform into high-tech and high-value production. In short, the expectation is, try to see Indonesia not as the market only, but also help us to become a production country. And that's basically evolved into the infrastructure investment both for physical or digital goods, driving people index and the digital index as well. These two paradigms, I think, will help multinationals in different phases. Depends on where you are. It can be from starting, growing, or even scaling up phases. That was very elegantly put, Peter. And thanks for that. So the global approach combined with exhibiting a real commitment to Indonesia and its growth and making sure we localize sufficiently to participate in that growth and evolution. Now, Peter, where does the Indonesian user sit within the global context when it comes to overall user time spent on Facebook? And what unique and intriguing behaviors do we see amongst Facebook users 
in Indonesia relative to other markets? Now, I'd like to share two perspectives. Number one is from the individual adaptations. Number two is from community perspective. Now, allow me to point out some statistics of internet users in Indonesia based on We Are Social 2021. These stats explain Indonesians' unique behavior in using the internet. The first one is basically 202 million, or almost 74% of total population in Indonesia, use the internet. 96.4% of them access the internet via mobile phone. And of those internet users, 170 million, or 61.8%, are active in social media. And how many of them are using social media on mobile phones? 99.1%, almost every one of them. Now let's talk about time span. Time span in Indonesia is close to 9 hours. More than 3 hours, they're spending it in social media. That's more than one-third. Indonesians are using social media for various reasons. One of it is more into searching the brand that they saw, the brand that they love. 65.1% of Indonesians using social media as the main source to search for the brand that they love. Now, from these data points, we can see that actually Indonesians are highly social and very much engaged on social media. Now, it is not surprising to see that Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp are amongst the three preferred apps. Hopefully that answers your questions, Alan. Those are pretty mind-numbing numbers, Peter. Incredible evidence of how connected to the mobile internet the average Indonesian is. Yeah. Now let's go into the community perspective. We recently launched our digital trend report, a survey that we conducted with YouGov to more than 15,000 respondents in 15 countries, inclusive of Indonesia. The whole idea is to understand more about the role of communities in this digital era and how Facebook can support them. And the result is pretty interesting. If we talk about community, the closest proxy data is basically Facebook group. More than 140 million people living in Indonesia are part of over 9.5 million Facebook groups active in the past month. Now, we know that what happened last year and even now, COVID-19 aside from the not really good implications, has brought the best out of so many people. 95% of respondents said they have given some form of support to others during the COVID-19 pandemic through their community, whether it's coming from helping local vulnerable residents with their groceries during lockdown, sharing vital information from health authorities, or even providing financial support to local business. Now, online communities are thriving. And it's going to continue. 82% of people we surveyed say that the most important groups are the parts of their operates online, 49% primary online, and 33% are both online and offline. And 82% said that digital tools were very important for helping them and their communities to thrive during the pandemic time. What's really surprising is they are treating Facebook communities like their friends and family. 28% of respondents feel more comfortable sharing their feelings and perspectives with the groups rather than friends and family. And 62% of respondents said groups have become more important to them since the pandemic outbreak began. And that naturally brings us into the implications. What I would like to highlight is commerce. Now, commerce happens on our platforms among Indonesians naturally. Over the past 15 years, Facebook has built communities by connecting people to family, friends, communities, businesses that they love, bringing the world closer together. 
And through these conditions, when people have interactions, when people have communications, naturally what's coming next is commerce. Our community is basically one commerce. They want it powered by their connections. They build it across our platforms. Hence, we call it community-powered commerce. Now, what's our job? Our job is to improve how it happens by making it more convenient for people to buy, easier for business to sell, and more secure for everyone involved. Very fascinating. It was enlightening to hear about how COVID plus access to social networking has brought out the more charitable instincts within us. I don't think we get enough of that good news these days. And it'll be interesting to discuss with you in greater detail later in this conversation, the commerce enablement that Facebook brings to bear. Now, I wanted to get back to basics, Peter, and that is user-generated content, or UGC, seems critical to a thriving social network. What do we do to support content creators and communities in Indonesia? Yes, you're right, Alan. UGC is extremely important. Facebook is here to support diverse communities in Indonesia to support Indonesians to amplify the power of digital technology and engage in meaningful interactions to enable them to build stronger communities, build greater digital literacy, and create social impact. Let me point out three programs. Number one is basically the Facebook Community Manager Certifications Program. The whole idea is giving people the power to build community. That is why in October last year, we launched the Facebook Community Manager Certification which will provide leaders of online communities an opportunity to gain recognition for their roles and then further develop their skills and serve as additional resource to effectively engage their communities. In the past, I think sometimes we take things for granted when it comes to communities management. Now, by having this certification from Facebook, community leaders will have wider opportunities for monetization. Now, the second program is Ace Creator. What is Ace Creator? Ace Creator is a program to empower content creators to tell great stories. So they become an inspiration to their community and fans. We selected 10 top creators from Asia Pacific influencing in Indonesia to have one year fun and enjoyable program. Through this program, the selected creators receive full support from Facebook, like training, access to latest Facebook products, and collaborations with other creators as well and other engaging initiatives. From Indonesia, we selected two top creators, Kevin Hendrawan and Ken Halilintar. The third program is Developer Community. In 2021, we launched Spark AR Creator Days in Indonesia, a virtual workshops program where we encourage our creators to create AR Spark effects and publish them to be used by the public for free. We also support the developer community in Indonesia for them to connect, share skills, and experience with the hope they will learn together. In 2019, we created a program to train disabled developers to have skills that meet with qualifications required by employers. Not just training, we also provide job opportunities by inviting potential employers to have interview with those trained developers. And the recruitment also happens on the same day as well. Some great examples, Peter. Thank you for that. Now, Peter, as Facebook Country Director for Indonesia, with which in-country initiatives are you personally most deeply involved? Well, there are two things that I care most, and this is where I involve a lot. And the first one is MSME. Facebook, basically, we are here to support small business, giving them the power to connect, accelerate their digital capabilities, to fuel economic growth for themselves and their communities. Right now, 
businesses of all size are being forced to change their business model and adapt to selling online. We continue to find new ways to give businesses and people in Indonesia the access and benefit of digital economy. That is inclusive of two things, expanding online digital skills training to reach out to more SMB in Indonesia through many programs like Laju Digital, Academy Instagram, WhatsApp Go Digital, and Scale Up with WhatsApp. Aside from programs, we are also exploring new ways for people and business to sell their products and services through Facebook shops. Instagram shopping, and WhatsApp for business catalogs. So those are three things which is what we are sharing with MSMEs. Now the second program is Women Empowerment. Now here in Facebook, we believe that if women succeed, we all win. We have several women empowerment programs in Indonesia. For example, we just recently launched what we call Indonesia Ku Campaign, a year-long campaign to demonstrate how Facebook and our family of apps play a role in helping people communities, and businesses, large and small. The whole idea is to help them to connect and grow. Now, in March and April, during International Women's Day and Kartini's Day, which is Emancipation Day in Indonesia, we share stories about inspiring Indonesian women leaders, Paralympic athletes, activists, public figures, and also content creators from Facebook Gaming. Now, the second program we call Simin's Business, a program that we launched in 2016 to support and celebrate and empower women entrepreneurs and women-owned business. Staying on the topic of MSMEs, Peter, can you discuss some of your most impactful initiatives in this space? We have many programs to support MSME. One program that is very dear to my heart, and I would like to highlight it today, is Simin's Business, as I mentioned previously. Let me go deeper into this program. This program aims to arm women entrepreneurs with knowledge connections, skills, and technology to build and grow their business. And in Indonesia, we can't do it alone. We collaborated with a number of partners such as Pahlawan Economy Surabaya, Girls in Tech, and Wanita Wira Usaha Femina. The program was started a long time back in 2016. And last year, we expanded the, our curriculums to financial literacy, which was designed to support the business continuity of women entrepreneurs given the current needs and challenges. The curriculum consists of 10 modules of financial business management skills, complete with case studies and worksheets. And this year, we celebrate the fifth anniversary of CBIN's business. Over the past five years, we have trained nearly 30,000 women entrepreneurs in Indonesia. And to mark the celebrations together with Pahlawan Economy Surabaya, we launched 99 Inspiring Business Books which tells inspiring and successful stories about these women entrepreneurs. One of the most inspiring stories, which is very close to my heart, is coming from Budia. Ibudia successfully built her cookie business, which is called Dia Cookies. Before, she made cookies only for hobby. But since her husband was terminated from his job, Ibudia has to be the breadwinner for family by making cookies. She joined training from Pahlawan Economy and step-by-step improved the quality of her products including the taste and packaging. Now, she created many jobs for people surrounding her. And not only that, it's also bringing chain reactions to people like the couriers. Now, another inspiring story is coming from Buina, her product called Milk Pie Product, Ina Pai Susu. As a single parent, Buina also has to be the breadwinner for her family. She joined Palawan Economy to learn about digital marketing and improve her product as well. So we can see how this program partnering together with local partners 
can scale up and drive sustainability and bring impact towards society. Really impactful anecdote you just shared there. Now, Peter, as a venture capitalist, I find that one of the single largest areas of venture investment in Indonesia these days centers on the Indonesian warung and MSME. Many of our past guests view a lack of digital literacy as the biggest obstacle to modernizing the warung. How does Facebook address this? Well, from our perspective, if we look into it, business, big or small, will always have to stay relevant and adapt to their surroundings. When the customers move online, well, they need to move online as well. But the pandemic really advanced the rate of which people and businesses have gone digital. Five years of digital transformation happens in one year. That is what the pandemic did. Now, collaborating with all of these sectors, it is important to increase the digital literacy and digital skills down to the bottom of the pyramid as well. Now, if you look into the way people are using the Facebook app family, be it Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp, it's being used by many people from the top of the pyramid down to the bottom of the pyramid as well. So it is important to enable them through that channel. Now, for example, for micro businesses such as Warung, we have some programs called Pasar Juara. So this one, we are using WhatsApp. WhatsApp is setting up to support Pasar vendors by helping them sustain the business through the tough times using WhatsApp business apps. Through the programs, we train more than 1,000 traditional market vendors in 22 cities across the country on how to sell the product by using WhatsApp business, create interesting, engaging catalogs, and including a product photo, and how to close deal quickly with consumers through WhatsApp. And another example for SMB is Laju Digital. Through Laju Digital program, we reach out to people from west to east of the country to empower business and communities with digital skills to build meaningful and safe, informed online interactions. Now, the key is use the tools being used by many people regardless of where they are in terms of the MSME pyramids. So, Peter, just continuing this discussion, what can we expect in terms of e-commerce functionality for the country's MSMEs on Facebook's three properties going forward? So Facebook is in the business of small business, and we keep listening and building on what they need. Facebook free tools and personalized ads has been a lifeline for many small businesses, and we'll continue to support them as they adapt during this uncertain time. We are, for example, conducting ongoing survey with World Bank and OECD on the state of small business across the world and in Indonesia, and we'll use this insight to build the solutions for SME. For example, we understand from our last year's survey that the road to recovery is long and remains challenging. Definitely, cash flow is going to be a problem. And the survey confirmed that many MSME are worried about the access to funds. So Facebook created a global pool of a $100 million grant exclusively for MSME, including MSME in Jakarta. And we released the latest one just last week. A few interesting facts here. 84% of MSMEs on Facebook reported that they were operational and generating revenue activities. 38% of operational SMBs on Facebook were confident in ability to continue their operations, well, for at least for six months, if the current circumstances persist. But for woman-led SMB, 81% of SME operating in Facebook reported that they were operational and engaging in revenue-generating activities such as in trainings and workshops on how to maximize the digitals. Some very eye-opening facts and figures. Now, Indonesia indeed looks like it will support many different types of social commerce. 
whether it's through more offline-oriented, quote-unquote, agent networks or online influencer reselling of third-party brands. Regardless, almost all SMEs seem to use some or all of our three major platforms. What surprising observations can you share with us about social commerce in Indonesia, Peter? Well, Indonesians have always come to Facebook to connect with friends and family. Over the past 15 years, Facebook has built communities by connecting people to family, friends, communities, and businesses that they love, bringing the world closer together. And through these connections, commerce naturally started to form. Our communities want commerce, and they want it to be powered by their connections they build across platform. Hence, our community powered commerce. Our job is to improve how it happens by making it more convenient to buy, easier for business to sell, and more secure for everyone involved. During this challenging time, we observe that many people turn to go online to seek more experience on how they can connect with people and business that they love. As they need more access into digital is inevitable. We continued working with people, businesses, policymakers, and thought leaders to find new ways to give business and people in Indonesia access and benefit of digital economy by expanding our virtual event and online digital skills training to reach out to more people in Indonesia. So, Peter, what would you say is Facebook's vision for payments in Indonesia? I can tell you that our commitments to bringing payments to Indonesia remain unchanged. Because we believe that digital payments can change the life of small businesses, especially as our economies recover from the pandemic. Understood. So we'll look forward to following that story as it unfolds going forward. Now, I know, Peter, that Facebook has successfully invested in GoPay, which is Gojek's payment arm and digital wallet. Do you envision the company making other minority investments in Indonesia? This is a good question. Look, as we grow, our connections and contributions to economies and communities in Indonesia is increasingly important. And we are here to support Indonesia's communities and business to amplify the power of digital technology that will enable them to build community and create economic impact and eventually help Indonesians to progress in their life. And that is where we'll be focusing our investment on. Makes sense. Now, Peter, what has emerged as the company's most important priorities since the onset of the pandemic? Well, there are several things. The first one is basically helping small business. Number two is more into COVID-19 vaccination information. Building trust and confidence in these vaccines is critical. So we are launching the largest worldwide campaign to help public health organizations share accurate information about COVID-19 vaccines and encourage people to get vaccinated as vaccines become available to them. We recently conducted a survey with University of Maryland and found insight from global survey around COVID-19 vaccines. Now, in Indonesia, we found that the vaccine hesitancy amongst Indonesian adults decreased from 28.6% to 19.2%. Now, this insight implies the accurate information plays a role to drive people to get vaccinated. Several efforts we do to provide reliable information around COVID-19 vaccines include number one, 120 million in ad credits along with the Facebook marketing partners to help health ministries, NGOs, UN agencies to reach billions of people around the world with COVID-19 vaccines and preventive health information. Providing data to inform effective vaccine delivery and educational efforts to build the trust in the COVID-19 vaccine. So those are two things which is extremely important as of now. 
Now, those are some very laudable initiatives for the pandemic era, Peter, particularly the ad budget to combat vaccine hesitancy. I can see that would be a very powerful tool. Now, can you describe Facebook's involvement in major youth trends of the day, Peter, such as esports? How deeply involved are we in such activities? Well, if we talk about esports, we talk about Facebook gaming, a place for everyone to enjoy and experience games together. Facebook gaming basically brings people together through videos in real time, giving gaming creators a way to build and connect with their communities through live streaming. Now, the gaming creators are integral part of Facebook gaming, and they have made gaming communities on Facebook. They are getting bigger than ever. One of the biggest creators or gamer streamers on Facebook gaming is Arkao. Now, Arkao is amazing, and there's a lot of good stories behind this. But I'd like to point out her inspiring journey to become the top creator in Indonesia. Arkau started her job as a worker in a shoe factory, and gaming was just a hobby. She followed her passion in playing games until she got many followers and fans. And Facebook found her and asked her to join Facebook Gaming. Arkau is loved by many noob gamers in Indonesia, as she always helped them to increase their skill, share tips, knowledge, and also communicate very well with them. We also want to give people a dedicated place to play, watch, share games that they love, both on Facebook or off Facebook, through Facebook gaming standalone apps. This app provides a way for people to discover, watch, play, share personalized gaming content all in one place. It is designed to offer a deeper experience around Facebook gaming content and highlight new gaming and related features. The gaming tab in the Facebook app will continue to exist. And we view both the tap and apps as complementary experiences. Excellent, Peter. What are your greatest personal interests or hobbies at this point in time? Well, I love cycling a lot. I love exercise a lot. So I spend some of my time doing some cycling on the weekdays, on the weekend. On the weekend, I'll do like two, three hours a day, and on the weekdays, I'll spend like one hour. I also joined several cycling communities, but in Jakarta, one of my favorite is Miki Miki Squad. We do a daily routine, daily exercise together, and then eventually we also do some social activities as well. Ellen, clearly a big believer in both sound mind and body. Thanks for sharing that. Well, Peter, it's so clear Facebook is similarly at work on many different fronts in Indonesia. We really appreciate you sharing all of today's insights and anecdotes. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Ellen. We hope our listeners have enjoyed today's episode. As always, please consider sharing any feedback that you have about the Indo Techno podcast with us. Terima kasih telah mendengarkan. Sampai jumpa lagi. Bye.